Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Pace Ellsworth on the line. Pace, how are you? Great. Doing great. Thanks, Michael. I'm really looking forward to this conversation because my audience is made up of entrepreneurs all across the globe, mostly from North America, but I've got listeners in Ukraine, India, you name it. I'm, I'm surprised. I'm thinking, why are they listening to me? But uh, I, I appreciate everyone uh, that listens. But uh, the reason why I have you on the show today is that you do some amazing work uh, in, in the software space. So why don't you share a little bit about you and your company? Great. Yeah. We started Nucleus uh, early last year. So it's you know beginning of 2020, right? Right at, on the verge of the, of the pandemic. Uh, fortunately, we've built our company from the start, just coincidentally as a remote first company. So we have 20 people right now and they're all over the, the country and, and all over the world for our, our outside contractors. And it's pretty fantastic to just, we work in all sorts of industries. It's coalesced. Most of our projects have been around home services like landscaping or, 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 you know, some, some construction, uh, you know, side, just admin tools for those types of companies. But we've also done a lot of more market-centric uh, and consumer finance plays, especially with, with companies like IMAX and Best Buy. And so we've had some good, good success there. And we're trying to take this into the next phase, which is to, to focus specifically on, on influencers uh, so that they can really own their audience and uh, just make the most of, of the, the tools that they, that they could be using both to improve their management of their systems because they're not really familiar with how to automate that, but also just better tools to reach out to their audience. And that's important because as we were talking about in the pre-show, the way that entrepreneurs and small businesses used to reach their customers has changed a bit. You can still have books and other products, but but that attention span is changing. If you're not as, you know, something that you'd said, if I as a business owner am not on your screen, you're probably not going to come to think about me in a particular situation. So right. utilizing technology, utilizing software, utilizing apps, I think makes a big, big difference for small businesses if they're not already doing it to really start uh, thinking about rolling those things out. So what are some you know, common questions you get from entrepreneurs that are thinking about, you know, rolling out an app or doing something outside of their normal box, I should say. Yeah, well, well, the one question I get a lot is like, what, what app do you have? They're, they're, they're thinking that I have like a, you know, specific system that I want to sell them. Um, and, and to some degree, we want to get there. We want to, we want to have softwares as services and, and, and release those and manage those internally and have, have some very useful tools for businesses. And we are working on a few things like that. But uh, we mainly focus on custom development. So we want to know what your problems are. We want to know where you see yourself plateauing or reaching this profit ceiling where you can't grow further because you're either spending too much money on, on manual things, either on personnel or on uh, just old, old technology, or you're not reaching out to your audience the way that you need to uh, or the way that you could and, and, and make an interactive connection to where you're actually not 
talking with them on the sidewalk, but bringing them into your business, sitting down, having a conversation, a sales conversation. And so that's that, that's really what we focus on is 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 kind of a boutique, you know, uh, bespoke uh, conversation where we explore the needs, map out map out a plan for what to do, and then you know we we take a deposit at that point to go and do a deep exploration and then solve what's your you know what are your budget needs how can we make this work to save you money uh and 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 grow your business so this is something that pays for itself that's a great investment and i think too the way you you laid it out there makes a lot of sense where most businesses and you know i've been consulting for a long time the problems they have aren't necessarily the problems they think they have they think right. they have a certain problem, but once you start digging in and asking some more probing questions, it starts to flush out some other challenges that their businesses are having. And again, in this global world that we live in, and we've always lived on this planet, but as far as business and clients and customers and service and all of that, our reach is limitless as far as the planet is concerned and you know who knows maybe in a hundred years or so we'll be doing businesses with you know different planets instead of just earth yeah but ultimately you have to figure out okay where are my customers what do they need for me what pain point can i solve for that customer and how are they going to find me because there are businesses out there that i know that would help me address some of the challenges that i face yeah. I, I know how to find some of those things. I'll do research and, and whatnot. But you know what? Sometimes even then, you may not find that customer. So utilizing software and having an app and, and other things, I think, makes a big difference as far as differentiating your business from all the others that are doing similar work. Yeah, it definitely can. Like we're One example we have is we, we took a, this cabinet installation company. Uh, that's operated by by an old friend or an investor in a previous company we had, and they were doing everything by hand and by text. So they they you know have their contractors working on piece rates. So they would they would get paid for each unit that they would install the kitchen cabinets. Uh, so they would get get the the box off the truck, install it in the in the room, and then they would text their supervisor, "Hey, I did this room." Uh, it's you know very very little consistency and checking against the system and uh, and then also not tracking their time effectively uh, so that they're having lots of delays in handling payroll and things like that. So we just made one system that handled all of that together, uh, an app where you know they could submit that they did a room, a supervisor on their version of the app could could approve it and and then that would automatically send uh, information to the admin in a separate admin portal that we built to uh, you know, to, to track all of the work that was done and then make, you know, make payroll decisions accordingly. So th- that's just one example. And then we've, we're recently adding a bunch more features like geotagging to make sure people, you know, are signed in on site. Uh, it's for, for transparency. And, you know, that's just one niche example of, of, of what we're working on. That's a great example that you shared because with construction or renovations or things like that, where you have field workers that are out at client sites doing things, the geotracking obviously is going to be a nice addition as well because when you are trying to manage the cost of projects, you want to make sure that you know, the contractor or the employee is actually on site 
for a period of time doing the work because you know the more efficiently you can do those jobs the more jobs you can do which generates more revenue which grows your business which does all those things and if you're doing things manually like uh, your client did before there's no way to get that data out of there because they're not able to take the time and capture it where you know no. and they making, can't track anything like that's yeah. that's that's the thing is not tracking anything if you don't measure it then it can't improve uh, because you you don't you don't have anything to measure it against, so that that's the biggest thing that we solve for for people is is kind of making the system more efficient. They can redirect their resources into things that matter more. Like if they think that their problem, like you said before, they don't know what their problems are in the business because they're not tracking these problems. Uh, if they think that their problem is they don't have enough business, which is you know largely the case with with businesses, that might be solved by cutting their costs first, and then. And then, then they have a profit margin. Then they can decide with a lot of freedom what to do with their marketing. So there's there's that. And we've also built marketing tools for 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 businesses and, and these consumer finance apps. And um, and we we did a very interesting one with the IMAX one was a was a promo for the Suicide Squad movie that came out a few months ago. And it was uh, somewhere where, something where you could you could sign up with an email. You could choose the characters from the movie that you thought would do well. And it just gave you a point value at the end, so it's kind of an interactive activity for for uh, theater moviegoers. So it was it was fun. It was fun to build and very very beautiful. And so we really excel in that too. That's one thing we do as a company is is we focus on design, not just development. That's a, another great example, and I love that movie and yeah. the the interaction of your customer and you know, the producer, for example, what we're seeing more and more is a shift from, and I think this pandemic has expedited it. I think it was eventually going to happen it, but the pandemic Mm -hmm. expedited experiences over things. Okay. So I buy a movie ticket. I go see the suicide squad. I laugh. I think John Cena's character and actually yeah. all of them were really good. Yeah. Uh, but Cena's was exceptionally it was, funny. It was fantastic. Yeah. It, it yeah. yourself was, was, was great. There's there, there was, that was just a, such a fantastic movie. Yeah. And yeah. And, it, and I was, you know, when they had the first one, which they filmed in Toronto where I spent a ton of time in, I was actually, um, I actually went downtown and watched some of the filming uh, done, and it was it was interesting to be in in that type of situation as well. But what I'm getting at is, instead of me just buying a movie ticket, getting the popcorn and the beverage, and sitting down and enjoying myself for a couple hours, which is great, the experience of what you developed is like, okay, I'm going to get engaged in this. All right, uh, who do I think is going to do well with this? So you look at the characters, you do some here's some bios, here's some research. Yeah. Who do you think is going to survive and be there at the end of the movie? Right. All of a sudden, you not only are you looking to get entertained by this product or service or get some mm-hmm. value out of it, you're also engaged and invested in it. Yes. Even just in your time, even if you didn't spend any money other than downloading an app or you know, going on a website and saying, yes, I think you know this character is going to do it, or I think, well, you know, Pretty sure Harley Quinn's going to win. So, um, yeah. but, you know, so a lot of people probably went down that road. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, you end up getting more vested into it. So then, yeah. you, you you lean into the movie, and not that you wouldn't yes. before. 
especially if you're a fan of that genre, but you're more engaged. And yes, we're talking about a movie, but guess what? When you have an app that your customers or your employees are using to log a work order, for example, yep. let's say you work in a repair business or something, yep. you log it. Not only, you know, it's, it's all right, you log a work order. Okay, this is what's going on. This is what needs to be fixed. But now you can actually track it. You can follow yeah. up on it. So what that does is it creates opportunities for efficiency. It gets some information. Say, okay, how long do we get from the time that the work order was entered to it was fixed? And then you can start looking at that information and going, okay, I see some bottlenecks here. What are they? You, as an organization, you can address those bottlenecks, whether it's a performance issue or a workflow issue, or it could be just a simple situation of, okay, they have to constantly go to Home Depot to get stuff. Well, if it's the same yep. common stuff that they use in building cabinets and all that, track it in inventory. You know, track like it let's, in inventory. Let, yeah. let's, let's have a regular order and have that delivered on a schedule. You know, uh, I think one thing we're doing with another larger software for uh, just that business work order tracking stuff is they're tying it to the invoice. So they're saying this work order is responsible for a certain portion of the customer's price tag in the total job. So, you know, how fast is that getting done? Who's working on that crew to get that specific work order finished? So uh, you can find out, hey, is this is this work order operating near or above or way below the gross profit per man day that's been assigned to that work order. So you get that granular level and you can see that tells you, hey, this, this, this work, this employee isn't doing too well, or there's an extreme inefficiency in this specific project. You know, we're not, we're not billing the correct amount of time for this type of, for this type of task. Uh, and, and so you can really, really change the narrative and figure out what your loss leaders are, what your, what your cash cows are. There was one company that used that software to find out because uh, they do pond installation. And so they, they were also doing other landscaping jobs. They found out that their, their gross profit per mandate, so the amount of dollars each employee, each worker was, was pulling in every day on the job was like $200 on regular landscaping jobs and $700 on ponds. So they just, they let a lot of people go. They closed down a lot of the division and now they're making three times as much with a, with a much leaner enterprise. And, and, and they're actually, because they're focused just on ponds, they're actually able to get, they were, they were able to scale that business back up. And in a year they, they tripled their business. So it was, uh, it's, it's those types of things. If you're not tracking it, if you have no system to do that in, then you're, you're not, you're out of luck. Yeah. I, Everybody focuses, and I see this with entrepreneurs all the time. Like, I got to generate more revenue. Now, my original career was public accounting. So, yes, we have the revenue, but most of the details down in the expenses. If you can find efficiencies in expenses, yep. you found revenue. Yeah, and you probably went into these these budgets and see, wow, you're using the same say five different competitors in the same exact solution. Why don't you just use one of them and roll that out across the organization. Yep. You know, yeah, exactly. And, you know, with vendors, if you're using different vendors for the same products, it's like, you know, what? why don't we say we're going to, and you work with the vendor. And a lot of times they'll do this and say, look, we're using five vendors and we're, and all five are selling the same stuff you do. If we shift that work to you, what kind of price 
uh, adjustments can you give us because we're increasing yep. your volume? And all of a sudden, they said, well, you know what, we'll, we'll, we'll knock off 10%. Yep. Great. Well, guess what? You just found 10% uh, off of what you've been spending, and you yep. narrow it down to one vendor. So, And, of course, yeah. that just, relationship. Just the efficiencies itself would probably save you way more than 10% because of exactly. the, because of all the other contracts. Yep. Yeah, your AP clerk's going to love you because there's one invoice instead of five. And the auditors are going to love you because it's less invoices that they yeah, have to review during the audit. See, the, yeah. I, I, just, I just found somebody 10%. I don't know if it's going to be that, but I mean, that's just one example of, of yeah. when you find efficiencies and you get some information, it makes such a big difference. So yeah. where do you think the organization is going to be in the next couple of years? What, what are some things you guys are working on to um, you know, continue to grow? And again, congratulations on, Thank you. on launching. Nothing like launching a business just before the pandemic, you know, and then all of a sudden you going, oh, okay, but you know what? You were in well, the right it, place it at the right some, time. It was something of a blessing in disguise. Uh, so just just a little bit more on the history. I actually came from Logitech and I was working in, in some technical sales in that, in that company right when the pandemic started. So I'd, I'd started Nucleus on the side and while, I, while this was still happening and they, there was this glut where we were telling people they could not get webcams for six months because, <laughs> because everybody was moving to remote work. And it was, it was, it was crazy. Nucleus kind of grew quickly and I was able to leave Logitech, thankfully, because it was just getting frustrating telling people they couldn't get webcams anyway. But um, yeah, it was, it, was very, it was very interesting. Where we're going to go in the next few years, we're working with some really good people uh, on apps that are going to be just somewhat important, I think, for, for team productivity. And we're also reaching out through a lot of real estate investment uh, groups and education groups and also these construction companies. So we're just focused on finding the companies that need the most help. And we have some really high growth targets. So putting our name out there a lot more in the, in the past couple of weeks, we actually did a restructuring in our company and we found, hey, we really need to buckle down, get more efficient and implement a bunch of systems uh, so that we're, so that, you know, we're practicing what we preach. And, and so we're, we're putting those into place. And I think as a result of that, uh, we should be seeing, you know, good profit margins and we're, where our target is, is, is somewhere, um, you know, to, to go from where we are right now, which is, which is under a million a year uh, to above 10 million a year in, in next two or three years. So we're, we're looking, we're looking forward to that. That's awesome. And I wish you all the success in the world for it because the world needs organizations like yours. So Pace, love this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this awesome work you're doing? Well, uh, we're on we're on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn uh, at Nucleus Dev N U C L I U S D E V. Uh, so that's that's Nucleus with two with an I. And if you want to go to Nucleus with an I dot com N U C L I U S dot com, uh, you can put in your information there, and we can we can get in touch with you if you put in the form that that you heard us heard about us on Breakfast Leadership. Then then that would be extremely helpful. We want to know where our audience is coming from. That's awesome. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Pace, again, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you and continued success with this business. Thanks, Michael. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of the Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.